0: Welcome to Higher Calling Wildlife with award winning wildlife journalist Chester Moore. From deep investigations to interviews with top experts, Higher Calling Wildlife is the place to get
1: informed and inspired about all things wildlife. Welcome to Higher Calling Wildlife. This is Chester Moore. I recently came across a shocking poaching situation that law enforcement officials made a case on in New York. And it is absolutely incredible, and not in a good way. The good part of it is the great work of the law enforcement officials of the New York Department of Environmental Conservation. And joining us on the program, I have Captain Joshua Verhage. And We're going to talk about this shocking case. How did wildlife officials first become aware of this scheme and what was going on?
0: So in in the area, we have a a couple wildlife photographers uh, that were recording Mm -hmm. uh, through their lenses, uh, the deer in the area. And in this part of New York state, Mm -hmm. the area is closed completely for safety reasons to hunting. And Mm -hmm. with that, as majority of your listeners probably know, if there's no hunting, uh, deer have the opportunity to grow big and abundant. So even though it is in a a suburban setting, there's still enough small patches of woods that uh, the deer have the opportunity to reach -hmm. reach some max potentials. Uh, So so through um, that, um, these photographers uh, were noticing some other people come into the area, uh, as well as, as time has progressed uh, and more and more with shed hunting and people mm -hmm. become aware of shed hunting, Mm -hmm. online social media groups through the wildlife photographers and the shed hunting social media groups really were putting it out there that, Hey, look what I found. Look what I'm seeing. Uh, and so between those two areas, we, uh, the individual started noticing gut piles, uh, as well as some Mm -hmm. other suspicious activity. And that was reported to us.
1: All right. So, uh, there was, um, you know, in the press release mentioned this, this online, uh, part of this, so these people were kind of infiltrating online groups of photographers and maybe shed hunters to get in Intel, basically.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: Specifically,
0: mm-hmm. they were part of a shed hunting social media group. Mm-hmm. One of the individuals mm-hmm. took it to the next step to really analyze the size of bucks by creating a fake wildlife photographer uh, social media account to get into that group and really see what was out there. Mm -hmm. And so the reconnaissance was being done from a remote setting and what more of a better avenue than wildlife photographers taking pictures of 160, 180 inch deer. And you could sit at wherever they were. Uh, looking at the size of these there it had been going on for a while uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately with statute of limitations uh, after the fact we were limited on the enforcement we did mm-hmm. have other violations going beyond the statute but but that's just how the wa- law works and that's okay we need to work within the confines of the law that and that's fine sure. so we had estimated that it was going on for about five years mm-hmm. um, going back to about 2018.
1: 2018. Now, was it only in this particular area or did you get the idea that this might be going on in other areas as well?
0: Other areas through uh, evidence found uh, under search warrants, mm-hmm. uh, through social media accounts, through cell phone accounts and then physical search warrants. We found evidence in other parts of New York State. Mm hmm. Even as close to the confines of New York City, yes, there's deer in New York City, mm-hmm. as well as other states along the Eastern Seaboard. And we did reach out to those states for the evidence that we observed. They mm-hmm. did conduct an investigations, but were unable to make a case off of those.
1: So you have the individuals that were mentioned in the news release, and the one that was posing as a female wildlife photographer. So is this something that looks like it had tentacles other places and maybe had been more elaborate?
0: Yes, it, it was completely targeted mm-hmm. poaching mm-hmm. where they knew the deer they wanted. And the mm-hmm. group, yeah. in my 19 years, this was the most sophisticated, sophisticated mm-hmm. organization of poaching. You know, mm-hmm. I have seen groups of friends, family members get together and, hey, let's go jack a deer. And they were sure. for a night yep. or a season. Yep. What's interesting about this case is the use of social media, which we have seen before, mm-hmm. but how the use of the wildlife photographers and the shed hunting groups to mm-hmm. specifically target bucks to use their accounts as well as text messaging threads. And specifically target a buck, hey, this weekend, we're going to go shoot this. And whatever the name of the deer was, this 160 inch deer, this 180 mm-hmm. inch buck, mm-hmm. I'm not going to settle for this 140 inch buck in the area. Wow. I want this one. Uh, the most sophisticated, organized, I should say, yeah, for targeting specific deer. It's not just hey, we're going to go put some meat in the freezer. Mm -hmm. This is, we're going to go shoot this monster buck on this day because we know it's in this area because of this wildlife photographer, because of this social media account puts it there two days ago. And so I know even in the middle Mm -hmm. of the rut, this deer is relatively close here. We're going to find it. We're going to shoot it.
1: Wow. Was there any evidence they use like geotags they could find in photos?
0: No, we, uh, of course, the technology allows uh, different avenues to detect that. I I don't recall any avenues where they were utilizing it. They, Mm -hmm. through their shed hunting, Mm -hmm. which is the off season, through their shed hunting uh, opportunities in the area, they generally knew the patches of woods that that these deer were in. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, unforeseen on this case uh, with that technology use.
1: Now, in terms of this social media aspect of this, was this mainly being done through like Facebook groups? Were there Snapchat involved? Because I've heard of a poaching case, and I believe it was Ohio, that had some Snapchat elements in it.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Both were being used. Mm -hmm. Um, The regular text message thread being used. And just to to mention another part of the case, which makes it interesting, this is Mm -hmm. plain day playing middle of the day on a weekend playing clothes maybe a little bit of camo but their their approach was to pose as hikers wildlife photographers Mm -hmm. normal people Mm -hmm. just out enjoying a a nice fall afternoon they're not dressed in full camo hiding in the bush and trying to get away with it Mm -hmm. middle of the day and again suburban setting so Using all avenues possible. We, we did see some potential for uh, hiding smaller bows, compact bows.
1: Yeah, that was my next question about getting archery equipment in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that was something I've never seen before. Uh, as technology increases, you know, uh, mm-hmm. manufacturers are taking bows and, and hunting equipment to the next level. It's, it's mm-hmm. outstanding because we're, you know, certainly you want the most efficient clean kill and sure. harvest of the animal. Uh, but with that also comes some other complications. They were able to fit a bow into a backpack. And if you were looking at them, uh, you would never think that that person had a bow Mm -hmm. in their backpack. Mm -hmm. They also, which I've never seen before, had walking sticks and they would hide the arrows within the walking sticks. Again, to give them that additional Mm -hmm. level of, of just being out there and enjoying it. So uh, any individual and probably even law enforcement would not think that they were up to poaching activities.
1: Yeah. Didn't have the earmarks. And, you know, a lot of times you think of you know some guy poaching an area like that coming out at night with a 22 Magnum or something and, you know, with a little headlight or whatever. And that's kind of in East Texas here, what happens most of the time or, uh, but these guys obviously had, you know, a game plan, and I, I'm a bow hunter myself, and, sure. my, and when I first heard archery equipment involved, I thought I might have been some of these really tiny crossbows. But when I noticed it mentioned a uh, com, compact bows, I went and checked out an archery shop at the smallest bows they had. I'm like, you know, you could fit that in a backpack. Yeah. You know, so that was an interesting aspect of this. Now, in terms of the the individuals and maybe some of the other things you looked at. Did you get any sense that this might have been part of the reason they did it was the thrill of going in and doing this and particularly targeting certain bucks? Or was there any kind of like, we're going to sell the racks off of these or anything like that?
0: Nothing revealed the sale of the racks Uh, Mm -hmm. during the physical search warrants of the subject's Uh residence. Mm -hmm. This was not the first time they had shot a I wouldn't say world-class, but a very nice mature deer that majority Mm -hmm. of public would not see in their hunting lifetime. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think a lot of it was for self-motivation, self-gain, ego-driven type things to say that we we shot some big bucks. Nothing was shown for uh, sale or
1: purchase Mm -hmm. in the the investigation, and, and we dug pretty deep. Very, uh, it's a very interesting case. And you mentioned, you like getting the search warrants and going in, there was a particular deer in the press release that I read where it ran into someone's backyard.
0: Again, going back. Yes. And no. So Uh being a suburban setting, Uh majority of the areas that they're hunting are surrounded by residential or or apartment complex and so on. Mm -hmm. So the one individual was observed walking Mm -hmm. what would have been behind the one of the complainant's. House in the backyard, mm-hmm. but it was owned mm-hmm. by another entity.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: the deer, after it was shot, because we put the timepiece together, mm-hmm. wobbling as the complainant had told us, uh, in what was on the patch of woods, but not in physically owned by the the complainant, but mm-hmm. would be what you would consider like, hey, that's my backyard. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yes, the individual and the dying deer. Uh, as it was mortally wounded and eventually deceased uh, not too far from where the complainant saw it, it would have been Mm -hmm. in the person's backyard.
1: Um, It's a very interesting case. And the reason I want to do this is just to sort of raise awareness to how far um, poachers will go and how maybe they can use modern technology to do things. And people who maybe, you know, have private herds of animals or property or, you know, have er er animals in urban settings, suburban settings around their homes, so how did this make you look as a department more at the social media aspect of how people can, you know, scout out poaching opportunities? Absolutely. Uh-huh.
0: This level of, of a fake account mm-hmm. is certainly something that we need to. And when I say we, it's not just New York State, but the, the natural resource law enforcement mm-hmm. across the country and perhaps mm-hmm. the world. Need to look at the organization level of mm. of it
1: because it's there and it's present. What should the public, in terms of posting photos of wildlife, uh, is there? Should we be concerned about you know giving too specific information of locations of wildlife and things like that to be photographed?
0: That's a tough question. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if the public is out there taking photos, listen, who who doesn't love seeing? If you, if you love the sure. outdoors, you love seeing. Yeah Mm -hmm. scenic pictures, you love seeing different wildlife that are native to your state or or Mm -hmm. whatever the scenario be. What I think the would be the pitch to the public is the obscure scenarios that just doesn't make sense. You know, if Mm -hmm. you're common to this area and you're the wildlife photographer and you've never seen somebody hiking of this nature for you know the last 10 years you've been in there or whatever it is. See something, say something, you know, post nine eleven is is a common thing. Even in the wildlife tract, if it's uncommon, please call your local agency. And specifically mm-hmm. New York, you know, we get complaints all the time. Mm-hmm. We get, hey, I saw this and we love it. If it's at the local diner, coffee shop, gas station. Communication is the only way because, uh, you know, majority of your natural resource law enforcement, your game board is out there, wear green for a reason to hide. But believe it or not, we're, we, we are not out there 24-7 and we do need the public's help. And we sure. appreciate the public's help. And hopefully uh, it's a give back to, to those people that are doing it the right way.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we have an audience all over. So how could someone in New York report? So, Is there a phone number, their specific website, the number they can text?
0: Yep, uh, New York State DEC uh -hmm. it's dec.ny.gov that gets Mm -hmm. you to the department's website and under the division of law enforcement uh you can reach out uh, for our ecos at any time Mm -hmm. Uh, we have 24-7 dispatch uh they can certainly make make the
1: call uh and get officers rolling at any time this episode is brought to you by BAC Shows. That's BACShows.com. A great show coming up this weekend, February 16th to the 18th at the Lake Charles Civic Center, the Central Gulf Coast Boat, Sport, and RV Show. Also coming up on the 23rd to 25th of February, the Southern Louisiana Boat, Sport, and RV Show at HOMA, Louisiana, at the Homa Terrebonne Civic Center. And finally, March 22nd to the 24th, Evangeline Downs Racetrack Casino and Event Center, Opelousas, Louisiana, the Acadiana RV Sport and Boat Show. Going to be great stuff. BACshows.com. Check them out and tell them Chester sent you. Higher Colony Wildlife is brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine. Learn more at fishgame.com and subscribe to our award-winning e-newsletter. Thanks for listening to Higher Calling Wildlife. Find us on Facebook at Higher Calling Wildlife,
0: at The Chester Moore on Instagram, and our blog at HigherCalling.net. To contact Chester, email Chester at ChesterMoore.com.